in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN, Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy always heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Any device that gets YouTube, you can just watch us right there. As you're, you know. and, and this is the last time that you only get two hours of That's us. true. Starting Tuesday. Thanks to our friends at Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson, East out of Asheville, you'll get a third hour of us. That's right. We go to three to six starting on Tuesday. Hope everybody has a great and safe Independence Day weekend. Uh, yes, I will continue to push the Independence Day. It's one of the things that always irks me about this holiday is people insist on calling it July the 4th. Well, it is July the 4th. Yeah, but let's remember. Let's remember why you get the day off on July the 4th. Yeah, I mean, I... Does anybody really forget that? It's only the greatest moment in American history. Speaking of great moments, we already have our first super chat of the day. We do. Uh, Devin Joba. Can I get two claps and a Ric Flair? So I'm guessing that's a... It's a Friday and it's a holiday weekend and we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Yeah, and I've worked way harder on the last day before a holiday than I planned on. We're already going full mullets out. That's right. It's not up. There's no man bun on the <laughs> on the YouTubes today. Let my America surprised. ring. I'm quite surprised because it is god awful hot outside. Oh yeah, it's it's not good. I mean, it, thermometer says 84. I'm calling BS. Real feel probably a little higher than oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And I wore it all black. I went full Johnny Cash today, which was a <laughs> bad call. Welcome into the Sportsocracy. We are always coming to you live from the Ingalls studio. Ingalls Supermarkets, low prices, love the savings. Don't forget also for the uh, 4th of July holiday, the car shopping. Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville, you can get an extra $250 back on your trade-in. Just for just for telling them that you are also a member of the Sportsocracy family like they are. They'll give you an extra $250 on your trade. It is the July 4th summer sales event at Fred Anderson Nissan, 629 Brevard Road. Go visit them, including our Ric Flair-loving friend, Devin Joba, today. Indeed, indeed. So uh, today on the program, we're going to talk a lot of football. Yes, we've got NBA free agency. we got moves and trades being made. We'll get you up to date on all of the moves that have been made later on in the hour. But yesterday, the bombshell got dropped that the Pac-12 may no longer exist nope pac 12 uh, will still exist the U- <laughs> usc and ucla leaving the pac 12 that's their goal they want to join the big 10 and, and there's no want to they're they're in the application has been approved they will begin playing the big 10 oh they've already done that. did done. i miss that today yeah it was oh. last night late oh okay yeah they're in they will be in the big 10 just two short years from now and we teased this yesterday because I, it started rattling around in my brain of, 
what exactly is this going to look like? Mm -hmm. So when I said I have worked harder on a Friday before a holiday than I intended to, it's because there are more logistical things that go into this than I ever thought. So here are we, we have built the super conferences. Super conferences. All we right. have abided by all of the rules. So the SEC charter members, they cannot add a school from the same state. Right. So no Clemson because of South Carolina, no Florida State because of Florida, no Louisville because of Kentucky. No Georgia Tech. No Georgia. Well, I don't, th I, I don't think that was really ever happening anyway. <laughs> but yes, that is an accurate one as well. Right, right. Also, the ACC cannot add schools not named Notre Dame. When they signed over their grant of rights, they agreed we're not going to add anybody other than Notre Dame. So the ACC has uh, effectively signed their own death warrant. Huh. Schools because in the Notre ACC. Dame will not join the ACC. No, why would they? Why would they? I've heard this all day. And look, I said it yesterday. Yeah, that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to sign the dumbest deal in the history of creation to get them to join you. Because mm -hmm. they don't need to. It's the same reason Oregon's not in the Big Ten. You really don't think they called Oregon before they called UCLA? Of course they did. I think USC was the uh, was was the get there. Oh yeah, they they went after USC. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they called Oregon, and Oregon went. Oh wait, so USC's leaving, which means it's it's just us. Yeah, I mean, it's 10:30 at night. That's that's our window. Okay, we're gonna hang out right here. It'll be the uh, it's the, I mean it's the cheap way out, but it's still a way out for Oregon to stay in the. In the lesser conference, and the where thing you with, can go undefeated every year. And the thing with Oregon and Notre Dame is that they have the money. I mean, yes, it's all well and good. More money is always better. Yep. They have the money to counteract that. Especially in the sense of Notre Dame. Notre Dame with their own TV deal, that's, that's a biggie. And I just wonder if Notre Dame can still survive. Absolutely, they can. Can they still survive as an independent? Will they have they... a ridiculous deal with NBC mm -hmm. that runs through 2025, and it will be brought back up. I might have over-exaggerated how the ratings had gone down. It's still very high for afternoon programming on a Saturday for NBC. Mm -hmm. This is still beneficial for them. You still catch USC, although that does split years with fox and there are things to it that will change in some shape or fashion but i don't think notre dame's joining a conference right the question is the big 10 basically just pumped their chest out and said we can compete with you uh -huh. you didn't think we could but we can mm -hmm. so i feel like that's probably a good, as good a place as any to start with what our super conferences are going to look like uh so the uh the big 10 obviously so in this process nobody got nobody moved out. no so, you didn't you didn't kick anybody out of conferences you didn't not out of the big conferences two. not out of the big two i that was one of the first things that was said to me when i went down this rabbit hole for them to get vanderbilt out of the sec would almost be cost preventative mm -hmm. it would almost be worth it just okay get, get to 20 they'll be the 20th they'll be everybody's free win that they play every year and that was said to me by more than one person. Don't, don't think about kicking them out. That's not going to happen. Right. So you have the original 16 teams that are in the Big Ten. Yes, we do. See how stupid it is that there's 16 teams in the Big Ten. So you keep the Illinois, Ohio States, all those. Their four added members in this process 
were the heavy hitters. Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, Miami. Wow. And that becomes, obviously, adding Clemson to Ohio State and to Michigan as the always competitive teams. You're in the same boat. At least in the national championship picture. This would put the Big Ten in the same boat as the SEC. And now, before anybody says, but why would they do that? Because they don't have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. None of those four teams can join the SEC. And from what I was told, there is not going to be any pulling back on that. The Floridas, the the Georgias, right. they're enforcing. It's yes. in the SEC charter that they cannot add schools in the same state. Mm-hmm. So if these four are going to move, and I've been told they're all four working the phones aggressively, there's only a couple places you're going to go. Would the conference like it? Would the conference rather have Clemson join? Sure they would. Mm, but you're i mean south carolina will go kicking and screaming and here's a little known fact which of those two schools makes more money annually south carolina and it's not even close nope nope that's the thing when i was thinking about notre dame if notre dame was going to join a conference it would be the big 10 absolutely because the money is so drastically different but now here's the problem with that all right so i'm glad you said that Here's the problem with Notre Dame joining the Big Ten. Uh, there's two. One, they don't want to. And you're going to have to force them to do it. They also signed a grant of rights mm-hmm. with the ACC. So they would still have to pay the – actually, you know what? I want to see how close you come to this because I didn't tell you. How much do you think it costs for these ACT, ACC teams to get out? $100 million. It's $100 million. Yep. And they don't technically have their media rights for the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. Now – a good attorney, you don't have to have the Lincoln lawyer to get out of that one. You don't need to bring in Matthew McConaughey to start doing sleight of hand magic. You'll get out of that if you want out of it. Mm-hmm. And the difference in the TV deal with with where the ACC is, they're locked in for ten years. Yes, and it is grisly. It's twenty million per team. Mm-hmm. That's roughly what they get. Compare that to the eighty that you're getting in the Big Ten or the hundred you're getting in the SEC. You have no shot. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom here. I've worked this every way humanly possible to figure out how is the ACC going to survive? It's not. You had all of this gifted to you. And for whatever reason, when you had the, well, we're what they call it, the the partnership or the the syndicate or uh, of the three conferences, the big 10, the ACC and the PAC 12, the coalition, I think. There you go. Yeah. Who got absolutely just completely screwed in that? Uh, The ACC. Mm Mm-hmm. Big Ten and the Pac-12, yeah, they had a they had a working agreement. We're going to take two of your best schools and leave you to die. Right. So the Big Ten adds Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, and Miami. All of those teams, all of those schools are brands unto themselves. Brands, they they're all money makers. Money. Yep. They're all in the top 30 of revenue. They're all competitive in the sport that really matters. And they all bring something else. Mm-hmm. Clemson has been historically competitive in baseball, as has Florida State, as has Miami. Louisville is good in a lot of other ancillary sports. So it's not just football. That is obviously the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth chapter. Yes. But as you get down the book, these are these are four really intriguing schools that can't go to the number one place they would want to go. Mm-hmm. So these are this is the first of the four super conferences that will emerge well 
it's not really four super conferences. There are four conferences. It's more that like, all have a lot yeah, of teams. Well, that's that's true. That is. Th- this is kind of like going to a concert, and the headliners are, I don't know, Bon Jovi and Def Leppard, and the undercard is the Cranberries and Creed. It's just so hard to wrap your brain around the ACC getting pillaged by all of these other conferences, especially when we thought, okay, well, USC and UCLA leaving the Pac-12, Pac-12 dead. Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, the Big 12's dead. How does the ACC get left out? Because this, they, and I'm trying to figure out if it was John Swafford or just really bad timing. It's almost like they put their fingers in their ears and acted like they didn't know this was coming. Because they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. All right, so now you're in the arms race. Uh, we got to add all the uh, all the acquisitions we can make. Um. Okay. Well, we can't add anybody. Yeah. Who's except Notre Dame, right. who doesn't want anything to do with us. Right. So, well, at least we got a great TV deal, right? Nope. Worst one by a mile. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're. That you, this has started poorly for you. Right. The only hope the ACC would have is that if somehow they would broker some kind of a deal with the Pac-12, like if they could join forces, there would be an East and a West of some sort. Do you realize how stupid that is? Oh, yeah. The ACC is the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah, see, but now you just become the... Bicoastal conference. Well, now we have the Atlantic Coast region or the division and the Pacific Coast exactly. region. Exactly. I don't think that saves you. Turn it into the APAC conference or something. I don't think that saves you. I I, I went down that of okay, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. The the travel we've already said the travel's not going to be what stops it doesn't this. Matter. There's nothing alluring enough out there to make this work. Got and then you've got well, you've got the ACC that's completely stuck in media rights deals. So even that and it's not cushy but it's good for what you're getting the fox deal that you have on the on the west coast you can't do anything with it mm-hmm. you th- you really honestly think syracuse is going to sign up for yeah we're going to pair with the pac 12 but we're not going to make a dime in extra television money for 15 years no it doesn't make any sense it would be one thing if you were getting alabama Okay, we can see the forest for the trees. It right. may not benefit us, but it's going to benefit the school down the line. Mm-hmm. You're getting Oregon State, the Beavers. I don't think the Beavers are doing anything for you. <laughs> It'd be a hell of a basketball conference, though. I know the football is the king. Well, it is. But I you, mean, it but, is but, the king. But if you add it into the, uh, into the ACC, the ACC and the Pac-12 merged, feel like that'd be a hell of a basketball conference with arizona and oregon and you know it's it's funny you said that because there is a conference that you know it's it's pretty good already and after the break they get better in something that they're already good at but they would get drastically better you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. the times are a change in super conferences are coming stay tuned we'll reveal the rest of the super conferences coming up next 
I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, we'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingalls, we're with you every step of the way. The Sportsocracy. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Welcome back in to the Ingalls studio here on ESPN. Asheville, you are in the Sportsocracy. Be sure to like, share, and follow the uh, Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. Um, we're talking about super conferences because USC and UCLA moving off to the Big Ten kind of puts everybody else on notice. Well, I mean, not the SEC. The SEC was already there. They started this thing. The SEC can just sit pat and go, ah, we don't really need to do anything. We're, we're fine. That's the thing. The SEC doesn't have to recruit. They don't have to do anything. They just have to sit back and wait for the schools to call them. Apparently, every school in the Pac-12 has already called the Big Ten going, uh, can, can we get some of them invites? Uh-huh. And the answer was a resounding, no. No, uh-uh. no we got the ones that we wanted. Well, we got one of the ones that we wanted, and the one that and their little brother that they had to bring with them. Their their mom hey. said they would get in trouble if they didn't bring little brother with them. Yeah, UCLA is still a brand, kind of. Kind of? What do you mean, kind of? It's kind of. UCLA is still one of the biggest brands in college basketball. Yep, and uh, I think we've already established that's kind of like saying you're the best typewriter salesman. Like, woo! Stop that. Uh, Gonzaga is a big brand in college basketball. I don't think anybody's rushing out no, to pursue Gonzaga. Are you are you actively drunk right now? Gonzaga's one of the five biggest brands in college basketball right now, and that's not even debatable. Stop that. I have not. When was the last time you seen somebody wearing a Gonzaga jersey? I don't care who's wearing your jerseys. I'm caring how much money you make. And <laughs> they print money. At Gonzaga? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't imagine that. Considerably higher than what they make at UCLA. Yeah. I'm just... Now, granted, that's the only sport they have. So, you know, it's a it's a right. little Jesuit school in, in Washington. So, you know, not a whole lot of options. Right. I'm just thinking, I, I obviously, my brain always goes to the Tar Heels. Well, I mean, Duke uh, and Carolina are one, two. Well, Duke, Carolina, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. They're one, two, three, and everybody else is just, right, okay, you're here. But that's what I'm saying is that, you know, big brands in college basketball, they still have impact. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying they just get thrown out with the bathwater. <laughs> that's the way you made it Football's the one that drives the car. Well, of course it does. Of course it does. Uh, all right, so we've already unveiled the Big Ten. Let's go with the big 12 what is going to happen to the big 12 we already know that byu and cincinnati and houston and ucf 
have joined up with the eight teams. I, I was tr- going to throw shade there, but I, I was, I'm trying to be nice. It's the mm-hmm. day for a great holiday. Well, the number one money maker in you know as far as revenue goes in the Big Twelve after UC or uh, Oklahoma and Texas leave is TCU. Does which that make is, you feel good? Which is insanity. But the Big Twelve, I do feel like it will survive. They have enough brands. They've got a pretty good media deal, and this is the ACC graveyard. Mm-hmm. This is where uh, Boston College and Georgia Tech and Syracuse and Pittsburgh, Wake Forest, and Virginia. Virginia is probably actually the one you would want. Virginia and Syracuse are the two you would really want there. I would. I mean, they are the biggest brands. I considered Virginia going other places, but it was just the, the football revenue is not there, and you've only got so many spots. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making 30-team conferences. I, it's just because logistically the nightmare of that, Right. I don't think we're there yet. I think 20 is the cap of how many you can have, and it even make kind of logistical sense. So we have gone with uh, uh, th- this little experiment has gone with four conferences of 16. 20. Of 20. Excuse me. I counted wrong. So four conferences of 20. So adding those ACC schools that I just mentioned, also picking up smu it's a text it's, it's the only texas-based school that's not either already affiliated or not with you and liberty all about the monies <laughs> i went through probably 15 different schools of who could this be who could the last one be? because all the acc schools are now uh, uh, present and accounted for mm-hmm. except the ones we haven't talked about yet that they go somewhere a little nicer than the big 12 right Liberty's the only one that's got the money that I actually think you could keep up. I mean, I looked at South Florida and UAB. You don't have the UAB killed their football program eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You can't contend with the spend in this conference. Now, Liberty can. And the fact that they're going into a conference tells me I thought they were like Notre Dame. They thought we have enough individual private money that we don't need any of these things. When they moved, it was very quick for me to go, okay, they would be an actual fish. It's not a big fish because a lot of their money stays with them and they don't really sell nationally. Mm-hmm. Neither do any of the others. I mean, East Carolina got really aggressive thought here. That should tell you where we're at. Right. There are obviously going to be two majorly stacked conferences. They're, that's the way it is now, and that's not going to change with the arms race that is. Because looking at this roster of teams in the Big 12, you go, yeah, It's the leftovers. Okay. That, that, this is the leftover. We've Every person listening to this show, you'll cook for three or four days, and then you just realize, we don't have any more space in the refrigerator. So you're eating pizza with leftover potato salad, and that's what this is. This is where all the teams that had nowhere else that logistically made sense, they all go, and you're just good enough to be relevant. That's probably enough that whoever wins this conference will get a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. When this moves to 12, and it's gonna. Oh, absolutely. Now that Because that's the big fear now for the Pac-12 and the Big 12. We have to get enough talent in the door that we still get the automatic berth into this. 
we spit in their face when they brought it to us six months ago mm-hmm. and now they've pilfered all of the things that we really wanted to hold on to and so now that you're left with currently the 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 best team or a best couple of teams in that big 12 conference i mean i would say it's tcu and baylor well, it's baylor iowa state oklahoma state uh, byu maybe maybe and that's probably good enough to still keep your seat at the table mm-hmm. you're exponentially better than the mac or uh, conference usa or uh, any of these other but smaller in this, entities. but in this expansion football wise speaking though i mean you're bringing in pitt and I mean, you had their forest those you, the- you're bringing in that roster of teams had four teams in the top 20 of the mm-hmm. the final poll last year so at least the big 12 added major schools at least the big 12 was able to get the the you know the dregs of the acc the pac-12 on the other hand stuck you are stuck because you're out on the west coast and you know what the teams that you have added to this conference it's not going to do anything but they had an advantage that the acc doesn't have after just a bit outside we'll tell you what that is Boy, you must be outside your mind. The sportsocracy. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. I'm not a huge tennis fan, but when I saw this story, I thought, first, this is hilarious. And two, of course, this is how this turned out. So, the you know, Wimbledon was talking about uh, making a change. No longer having, you know, younger boys and girls young men and young women out there fetching the balls at the Wimbledon tournament they wanted to do something different so there was a tennis club that put in a pilot program to see if the balls could be retrieved any quicker in a new and exciting way and when they tried it out they found out one very important problem with their idea their idea was to have dogs chase down the balls that that doesn't seem like it's it's going to be uh, really sustainable (laughs) the wilton tennis club started this program where they put the dogs out on the court and they put them through all this training and stuff to make sure that they would be able to do it properly and do it quickly that's the main thing you don't want to drag it out too long so the dogs were really, really good and really quick at going and fetching the balls. And then? And then they found out the big problem is they don't give them back. Nope. <laughs> As somebody that has owned a dog, that the dog was really good at the fetch part. It was right. the drop it so I could throw it again part right. that she was she struggled with. The dogs underwent a series of uh, speed and agility tests, including running up and down the court and high jumping over the net. Something that, you know, kids, they don't provide that. You don't see the, the ball boys and the ball girls out there jumping over the net. Seeing the dogs do that might be, you know, add a little spice to it. The problem was they'd go get the ball, but they didn't bring it back. And in the cases where they did bring them back, they wouldn't let go of the ball unless you give them a treat. You got to give them a treat and let them let the ball go. And after 
I don't know how long this pilot program lasted, but after what probably was a couple of weeks, they went, okay, it just takes too long. And the dogs are getting very fat. Right. <laughs> right. So they decided to nix the idea of having dogs retrieve the balls for the players at Wimbledon. I mean, could you just imagine, though, if this actually did go through and you've got I just like want to Serena know. Williams out there at Wimbledon and the dog hands her the ball and she's got that gross look on her face like after the ball gets all slobbery. Or you have to play tug of war to get the ball yeah. so you can uh, serve it. Give it here. Ugh. Today is July 1st. And that means it's what? Bobby Bonilla Day! The stupidest narrative in all of Sports Day. This is from Danny Abriano of SNY TV. It's Bobby Bonilla Day for the Magic, or for the Magic, for the Mets, <laughs> which can use as an excuse to lazily bash the team for something they falsely think is a comic anomaly. I've said this for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. uh, you do realize this is not nearly as bad a deal as it's made out no, to be, right? No, it's not. Do you remember why they bought Bobby Bonilla out? I don't. So that team was pretty good. Mm -hmm. It was 2000 Mets. Mm -hmm. They bought Bobby Bonilla out so they could trade for Mike Hampton, who then in turn won them a World Series. You, you well, didn't win it. They got to it. I thought they won it. No. The Yankees won. They it lost too. it to the Yankees. Anyway, you got to the World Series. Yeah, you won, the, you won the National League pennant. So you accomplished what you were after. Now... Here's something I didn't know. You do realize that's not the only deal like that that exists to this day. Bruce Sutter, you remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He uh, he played for the Atlanta Braves mm -hmm. as recently as 1998. He received a $1.12 million payment last year. Last year. His last year in the majors was the year after I was born. He got paid last year. Mm -hmm. Ken Griffey Jr. has gotten $3.6 million every year since 2009 from the Cincinnati Reds. It lasts for two more years. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chris Davis may be the worst signing in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> he gets $3.5 million annually starting next year. That goes to 2032. Then he gets $1.4 million through 2037. This is not the anomaly that people make it out to be. It was the first of its kind, though. No, it wasn't. Bruce Sutter started in 1988. Yeah, but... Yeah, but it uh, was the one that was the funniest because Bobby Bonilla wound up looking like me towards the end of it. And they went, oh, you had to buy out fat Bobby Bonilla. Right. He got some money. It's fine. It's all fine. And it's uh, $1.19 million annually, you know, for another 10 years, I think. It goes through, it's somewhere in there. Yeah, I, I don't remember the the end date for that, but I, I've always thought this was brilliant. Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant on the, on the part of everyone involved. Bobby Bonilla, I mean, that's, that's your pension plan. I'm getting a million, $1.2 million every year? Absolutely. And the Mets? I mean... How much? How much do you think they really care about one point two million don't. dollars? Stephen Cohen has that in his couch cushions. Right. The worst one of these is the Washington Nationals. Stephen Strasburg, who can barely pitch now, mm -hmm. starting two years from now, will get ten million dollars a year through twenty thirty one. 
That's a bad deal. Yep. So I've got to vouch that starting next year, we call this Steven Strasburg Day because <laughs> the Bobby Bonilla thing doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, we are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Super conferences are on the way in college sports. I mean, I don't, I, there's no other way. There's no other way around this. There has to be a major realignment coming. And in this exercise, the ACC is the one that gets left out. The ACC has no real no real way to expand, as Jeremy has already explained. They said they wouldn't add anybody but Notre Dame. They can't add anybody but Notre Dame. Well, after they add Notre Dame. No, no, no. no. You're, you're not listening to what I'm saying. They physically can't add another team. That was part of the grant of rights that all these teams signed over. You can't make us split this when we're agreeing to this as it sits. They can't add anybody else oh, okay. unless you get the lawyers involved, which, you know, as we've said, contracts are made to be broken, Yeah, but you don't really have any leverage. Right. I mean, the only other way that you could try to save the ACC is to do some like merit-based profit share where if you do better, you get more money, you know, Clemson keeps winning and you know, they get the majority of the revenue. The other teams aren't going to do that. I, and I've heard that as well. Down with that. And I've, that's what I was getting to say is why would I, all right, if I'm North Carolina, why would I agree to that? I'm one of the charter members of this conference. Mm -hmm. Why exactly would I agree to let Florida state who's been here for 30 years, take the lion's share of the money just because they're better in football than we are. Right. I know they haven't been for the last few years. It's coming. Okay. It, faith. You got faith. Hashtag faith. So the ACC is the one that finds themselves on the outside looking in uh, or actually just in, in the ground, six feet under, just dead. D-E-D, -D, dead, dead, dead. Indeed. Um, the Pac-12. <laughs> the Pac-12, well, they, they, didn't, they didn't get anything major in the realignment. They, they basically took what they could. They added all of the even kind of reputable west coast teams mm -hmm. boise state is chief among them i would say fresno state and colorado state san diego state those are the the new additions that are the best the one thing of this is that you add major markets you add a lot in california of which usc is not gonna be playing at 10 30 at night anymore mm -hmm. so there is a merit to that you also add Las Vegas with UNLV. I understand that team's bad. The biggest myth of this is that teams have to be good to be valuable. It's not true. Having the Las Vegas market mm -hmm. contractually tied into your sport has a merit. Yes. Having the, the Roomba Dome to house your things. The Roomba Dome. It looks like a Roomba. Like a giant Darth Vader Roomba. <laughs> Uh, also added into the Pac-12, you got Air Force, um, Utah State, San Jose State, and UNLV. None of that is going to get you a better TV contract. None of that is going to wow anybody on the West Coast. But it's like we've always said, in the West Coast, is nobody cares. Nobody cares about football out there anyway. Comparatively speaking, to the uh, to the East Coast and the South, but you corner the West Coast market, mm -hmm. and th there is a merit to that. And we have breaking news. Who's gonna break the news? 
This is our first live Woj bomb of the NBA free agency hey, period. Hey, there you go. The Utah Jazz have traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. What? Woohoo! The Twin Towers with Carl Anthony Towns and the Stifle Tower. I will almost promise you this involves D'Angelo Russell somehow. D'Angelo Russell. And I want it to so bad because if you think Donovan Mitchell was just over it last year, let him play with D'Angelo Russell for about an hour. Right. And he will be screaming from the rooftops. I don't care where you send me. Get me out of here. Wow. This has been brewing for the better part of the day. Minnesota was really heavy in on Rudy Gobert Mm -hmm. because Carl Anthony Towns is just an absolute liability defensively. Mm -hmm. So you add defensive power and... You know, Minnesota, I mean, they're still going to be what? At best, a play-in team. No, maybe at best. No, they're probably a little better than that. Six seed. Oh, we have the terms from Woj. The Timberwolves are sending Malik Beasley, Pat Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and multiple first-round picks to Utah. Wow. Donovan Mitchell hates himself right that now. is like that is like somebody saying i want to buy your car okay i will give you a banana seven plastic bags a pack of big red chewing gum uh it's not big red big red's too good this is this is just <laughs> slate wintergreen not even a brand it just says wintergreen and great oh, big letters yeah. and a and a carton of coasters <laughs> do we have a deal it's off. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Oh. oh, no. Wow. Oh, that is. Right. Have you ever noticed that when we get to this point of the NBA season and trades start happening, whoever trades the star lost? It, 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 it does not matter. They always lose. Malcolm Brogdon gets traded for 18 uh, Hershey bars. Uh, a, a stack of old keys that we don't know what they go to and some glasses for your bar. Nice. Ah. Oh. Yeah, the Boston Celtics getting Malcolm Brogdon today. That was that was a much better deal. At least for Boston, anyway. Uh, Boston, Boston's real good now. Yeah, they are. Oh, it's going to be great. Anyway, Boston's real good we'll, now. Uh, we'll get you caught up on all of that in just a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, the Pac-12, they're they're not going to be good no, it's at it. anything. Uh, they only have 18 members because I couldn't find the other two. Like, okay, what oh, else? On. Nevada? Am I supposed to be excited about Nevada? They, it's a word that 50% of us can't even say. Oh, come on, they need to get into the uh, they need to get into the state of Texas so we could give them UT San Antonio. Or I something. don't think so. I, I don't think so, Tank. That's... Houston Baptist, uh, they're a baseball powerhouse. Yeah, it, it's it's bad. Yeah, but at least you own the ten thirty at night. I mean, there's that. In the words, in the words of Robin Shabatsky from uh, How I Met Your Mother, our entire audience is drunk people and people who just plug their television in for the first time. We get to look forward to the uh, Pac-12 championship game between Oregon and Boise State. 
Yay! But you know what you have. You got the beavers. That's as long true. as you got that, you'll be okay. Right. Uh, and then that brings us to the SEC. The SEC is, well, well, they didn't have to the do king. much. They're, but but they're already the king of college football. And I would argue that there is only the only path that they can go if they're going to build out is the way that they have gone in this mm-hmm. because they like the ACC have a lot of constraints that keep them from doing bigger things. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, the SEC and the realignment coming up next. Fans of the Sportsocracy, it's time for the 4th of July Summer Sales Event at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Great prices on new and used vehicles, and they're paying top dollar for your trade. Our friends at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville are paying an extra $250 for your used vehicle just to show their love for fans of our show. Mention this ad and tell them the Sportsocracy sent you. Visit them online at AndersonNissan.com at their 629 Brevard Road location, or give them a call 365-1663. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. And one more super conference to go. The SEC. They're getting Texas. They're getting Oklahoma. But in this process, in this experiment that we've done, they, they can't stand pat with just that. So, the SEC ends up, will be the kings in football. We're already we in already football. We, and there's nothing you're going to do to change that. So why don't we just take over college basketball as well? And the money. We also get the money. You also get Duke that will push up your uh, your academic scores. That helps. And this is not a shot at the SEC. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> not exactly the beacons of academic institution no we got vanderbilt that's it yeah that's why vanderbilt's in the conference uh, they're like the kids you cheat off of now you have two of those and that helps mitigate you know florida for which to get into florida you have to have an actual pulse and be able to spell your name correctly <laughs> i love taking shot at, uh, shots uh, in florida i know you do so the added members from the acc to the sec along with, yes, Texas and Oklahoma already making the jump, would be Duke, North Carolina, NC State, and Virginia Tech. So it's, you know, it's it's almost like a reunion of sorts of the old SOCON, the original Southern Conference that had NC State and Duke and Kentucky and South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, the SEC has some constraints here. Because you can't add a team from the state of South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, or Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Well, in the southeast, that that makes things a little difficult because I don't think you're going to add Tulane 
we have Louisiana. Right. I don't think LSU will get mad about Tulane. <laughs> so they do what the SEC does, and they're proactive. Mm-hmm. The North Carolina schools in this event would have to go somewhere. Of course. They won't be left out because you still do have other sports. I mean, unless you're thinking that the super conference idea is just going to be for football only, and then all the other conferences will still exist for all the other sports. And that's the smaller ones will. And I want to address, go blue in the comments said, you just said earlier, the SEC can't have two, two schools in the same state. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't say that correctly. Or, or I did. And it got lost in translation. You can't have two schools in the same state of charter members that's, that's right. why you have texas and texas a&m they weren't charter members right. that doesn't matter right it's the original alabama tennessee mm-hmm. those can you can't add schools in their state right and that auburn was, and alabama came in together that was to keep everybody separate to keep florida away from florida state and miami to keep uh you know Kentucky they wanted to corner their Louisville. own markets yeah, absolutely and that also makes their it makes their non-conference scheduling easier because you keep that rival out of the conference. Mm-hmm. So that's one that you're just guaranteed every year. Florida knows they're going to get Florida State. Uh, Georgia knows they're going to get Georgia Tech, which is <clears throat> not necessarily strengthening your schedule. But for them, that's a nice rest day where, right. you know what, the starters can play a quarter and then we're all going to get some snow codes. And, and as some- we saw, you know, as we saw a couple of years ago, that game can still have a little bit of meaning. Yeah, they didn't mean to. Still a little bit of it fire. wasn't. It wasn't on purpose. I was just talking about George Pickens fighting with the Georgia Tech kid in the in the end zone. Oh, I thought you were actually being a, a no. legitimate Georgia fan talking about when you lost long ago. No, I mean, that, I mean, obviously that hurts, but. It's been so long ago. Yeah, that mean, was we've back won in the... a national championship since then. So I should have known that was going. <laughs> I, I should have known. So you just gotta leave that aside. But yeah, so it's charter members only. It's not you know Duke and Carolina and NC State. They're, they're all they're, they don't pertain game. to that, right? Just like you said with the Texas schools. So the SEC will continue to be the strongest of all the conferences football you're not getting a lot well i mean and you also got to realize so you can't touch florida state you can't touch clemson so what what exactly are you going to do you're either going to stand pat or you're going to just crush what you can add of okay we'll go get tobacco road all right now we're the premier basketball school too or premier basketball conference Mm -hmm. too Mm -hmm. see i would rather and also for the sake of history I would rather see Virginia wind up here than Virginia Tech because they were an original SOCON member as well. That was who I actually had in here at first until somebody told me Virginia is much more alluring than you think they are. Mm-hmm. And the Big Ten is apparently hot, hot and heavy on them. That. Okay, all right. All right. Um, they wound up in the Big 12. It just it worked out that way. I But I could see that happening as well, where it's yeah. Virginia goes to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, it doesn't matter either way. I mean, both schools have their pluses. Mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia Tech, you're getting a, you're getting a great football culture there. Virginia Tech automatically becomes one of the, uh, you know, what top half places to play in the SEC. Obviously you're not touching some of these other environments, but Virginia Tech, it's a great tradition mm-hmm. in football. So there you go. There you have it. Those are your super conferences. You will have 
the SEC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, and the Big 10 all surviving this. Can, but can we change really... the numbers? Can they be the Big 20 now? Yeah. yeah. Or, or may, maybe we'll call them the Big 7 and 7. Get, get seven teams three different ways, put 21 teams in it. Oh, there you go. It's Friday, and uh, yeah. you know what? Beverages are on my mind. So, sorry. <laughs> He's already thinking about the holiday weekend. We will not be with you here on Monday, but we will be back with you better and longer than ever here on Tuesday as the program will be going to an extra hour, three hours of the Sportsocracy each and every weekday afternoon here on ESPN Asheville starting on Tuesday, 3 to 6 p.m. The Ph.D. weight loss program is the best program I've ever been on. Uh, I, I, there's, there's just no, way, no other way for me to say it. I have been on this program for over 30 weeks now. I am down under 220 pounds. I've lost 77-plus pounds on this program. And you know what? This past week, I wasn't as good as I should have been. I did a little bit of celebrating over the weekend, went out and saw a movie, went to the movie theater, had some snacks, but I went in for my meeting today, and, you know, it's that's in the past, and you got to regroup and push forward. You still have a goal to get to, and you've been doing a great job. That's exactly what my, head, my, uh, my health coaches have told me, and we've got a plan moving forward to keep the nutrition going and changing lives. Losing copious amount of weights was not my goal. It was to get back to athletic things. I had been athletic for the vast majority of my life, and, well, then I got fat, and I couldn't do all of those things. <laughs> Golf was tougher, which was my favorite hobby. I wasn't sleeping well, and that was my objective. I wanted to slim back down to my high school weight, which I have achieved. It's led to me being much more athletic playing golf tomorrow with uh news no mark starling and i'm sleeping better than i have since high school and it's all thanks to the program and planet phd weight loss and to their uh number one uh draft pick all-star creator whatever you want to call her uh, dr ashley lucas has the plan to help you reverse the thing the symptoms of things like type 2 diabetes and sleep apnea and high blood pressure all of the things that overweight people deal with 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 their nutrition plan just go to myphdweightloss.com phd weight loss the official weight loss program of the clemson tigers and their fans he's a degenerate gambler you are a smelly pirate hooker and he's cheaper than oxygen he's useless but somehow they make it work jeremy green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets and fred anderson nissan of Asheville. And welcome back into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, the final hour of the week and the final hour of the two-hour era. We will be going I, I, on I'll Tuesday. be honest with you. I, I thought if we were ever going to say the show is getting ready to change, <laughs> it was going to be, well, we'll see we, you next time. We've run out of money, and now <laughs> I have to work at the Home Depot. But no, Tuesday. Starting Tuesday, we will now be a three-hour show here on ESPN Asheville going from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. each and every weekday. Much thanks to our friends at Ingalls Markets and Fred Anderson Nissan for making that possible. Uh, we have some new segments that will be coming in that third hour, one of them that we can tell you about right now that came from a fan of ours. We're So we're draft guys. Yes. that's I think we're widely known to be – that's our thing. We are really into drafts. So – 
in the five o'clock hour every day, we're going to have a daily draft and it's going to be done like a fantasy football draft. Okay. There's four rounds. We each get four picks and sometimes it'll be on sports. Sometimes it'll be on hot dog topics or, or whatever the case may be. Okay. And we'll put those out on social media every day. You, the loyal sportsocracy fan base, will pick a winner, and that person will have the first pick in the draft the next day. Indeed. All right. So the daily draft is going to be part of the new experience of the three-hour sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Always coming to you live from the Ingles studio. Heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. If you miss any of the show, it all gets posted out on the uh, Sportsocracy uh, stream there on uh, on the iHeartRadio app. You can see us everywhere on YouTube. Best way to get in touch with us immediately on the program is to be watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, and that gets you into the chat. And uh, as always, the best uh, the best comments always get highlighted here. Um, today is July 1st. It is hot and heavy NBA time. You know what that means? That uh, means yep. this is the last month without NFL football until March. Yep, it is indeed. And we will, we are continuing our training camp previews of each and every NFL team right here in the sportsocracy right now. We got the Las Vegas Raiders. And coming up later on in the hour, we will talk about the Arizona Cardinals and what their prospects are for this upcoming season. But yes, it is uh, come or or come next month, we will have football until March of 2023. I just there's something about that phrase that it, it just it, it touches me in a in a wonderful place, makes me so happy. So happy. I'm so tired of talking about the NBA. <laughs> so the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, you know, I caught a lot of crap last year because I just, I didn't think this was a, I, I didn't think this was a great team. And I don't know that I believe that they're a great team now, but the addition of Devonte Adams really makes a difference. That gives you a guy. And yeah, you now become a, 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 a matchup nightmare. Mm-hmm. Because you have the hardest receiver in the NFL to defend one on one, you have the most difficult slot receiver to deal with. Before you say Cooper Cup, he's not exclusively a slot. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro is exclusively a slot. We're talking about the very slotty receivers in this league, and he's the toughest to deal with of all of those. Mm-hmm. And then you have the matchup nightmare that is Darren Waller. Yep. Who said the other day? Came out and said the other day he believes he's the best tight end in the NFL. Was he being, I mean, obviously he was being a little over top, over the top on that, but how much over the top? Well, I mean, he wasn't being as, as over the top as ben, Benedict Mathurin, who said that LeBron James was going to have to prove he was better than him. I, I, I hear people say that. It's, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Darren Waller the best tight end in the NFL? No. I could argue he's the biggest mismatch at, at tight end in the NFL because he's so fast and he's so big. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not a tight end. I, I've always gristled at guys like him. You're not a tight end. You don't block anybody, ever. But you do lead to alignments that are really difficult to defend. It's one of the reasons that I like the Raiders so much last year. It's because you have a good running game. I like Josh Jacobs a lot, and I think I always will. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know exactly how you're supposed to defend this team. Now you add a coach in Josh McDaniels that has something to prove. 
I think we undervalue how good of a coach he actually was before the Tim Tebow debacle. That wasn't great. And that was his decision, and that gravy does spill over on his taters. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I get it. But I think he's been handed a roster that's really good. Yeah. I mean, you've got a suit, you, you've got a cornerstone superstar on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. Max Crosby, in the last two years, has gone from being an also ran to one of the best pass rushers in the league. Mm -hmm. And. You just added Chandler Jones, and I guess their other pickup of the offseason, or biggest pickup of the offseason, was Rock Yasin in the Yannick Ngakwe trade. The secondary is the one thing that scares me. As it should be. I, I Because I just don't – I see a lot of my former dating life before I got married. There's a lot of threes there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's not great. Now, I will say – Bringing Patrick Graham in here is probably the underrated move of the offseason. I think he is a head coach in this league 12 months from now. And I firmly believe that because Despite I think he's going to do things with this defense that you don't expect. And it's it's very similar to what I said about Todd Bowles with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. He mitigated the fact that the secondary wasn't great by just relentlessly getting after quarterbacks. I see some of the same thing here. And he's a he's a more outside of the box thinker. He said something a few months ago about the three four and the four three. Some a reporter in in Vegas asked him which one he was going to be running, and he kind of laughed and said, "That's such an antiquated thought in this league that you can that you would only run one of those. If you're not doing multiple things, you're behind the times." And he basically said, "I." look at it as, as neither of those are really conducive to the modern NFL. Mm -hmm. If you're not playing five guys in the secondary, often you're at a disadvantage. And so I play those things backwards and I'm you know, you just look at this differently. And, and I like that. One of my big drawbacks with new England Patriot coaches is they're so insulated to the bill Belichick theology. It's literally like you've been drinking the Kool-Aid for so long that you cannot see the forest for the trees. That was always one of my hangups about Josh McDaniels. Well, now you're bringing in a guy that has nothing to do with that, completely separate from that, has his own modern ideals of how the league works, and I'm just drunk in love on it. There's really nothing about this team that I don't like. The offensive line. I'm not as worried about it as you are. Really? No. Okay. I mean, I love Colton Miller. He's the I, only one. That he shouldn't be. You were as, as high on Dylan Parham as I was. Yeah, but I mean, there's also there's also growing pains for rookies in the NFL, and so will I, Dylan I Parham come in here and be an immediate upgrade over whatever they have already? Sure, that's believable. But to think that he will offer up. A lot more protection for Derek Carr, I think, is is a fool's errand. I think he's certainly going to help. And to answer me this, how much worse could they be than they were at times last year? No, they can't. And it worked just fine. Mm -hmm. Am I telling you you're going to beat the, the Chargers of the world? No. But you're going to be difficult to stop. And you want to know one of the great ways to mitigate offensive line issues? Have two guys that will just terrorize you down the field. 
That's what you did. Mm-hmm. You cannot, you can't send six or seven guys at this team because you're gonna get demolished. One of those guys will be. You leave one of them wide, one on one. One of them will be wide open. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that was the the methodology here, giving up the picks for Devonte Adams. You didn't really have the money. I still feel like there's probably going to be somebody shake free that they add to this line. A right tackle. Please stop thinking Alex Leatherwood's a right tackle because he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's a guard. He's a guard. He's a guard. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was looking at I mean, is it a strength of the team? No. But I don't think it's a, a death nail. I think it definitely hinders your offense. I mean, your, your offense is going to be high-flying. It's going to be, you've got the running game. You've got the the passing game. Obviously, Derek Carr has taken steps forward. He is no longer, I believe, I believe he's kind of shaken that whole Carr syndrome that he's had his entire Carr career. syndrome? Yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, everybody wanted to tie him to his brother of his Who's brother. Who's huh? I, I, Why would anybody tie him to his brother? They're completely different players. Because his last name is Carr. Okay, maybe I'm sure there's somebody out there that does that. That's the most simplistic, stupid way to look at this league that you could possibly have. He's not good. A lot of people believe he's not good, and those people are dumb, the dumb, dumb, the dumb, dumb. I'm not saying he's you're a top wrong. ten quarterback in this league. If he's not, he's right on the outside. I was of it. say I don't know about top ten, definitely, but he's in the discussion. Anybody at this point that doesn't understand how good Derek Carr is, you don't get this game. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You can have blind spots. I'm terrified of birds. I, okay, we all have blind spots. I get it. But if we're still having that discussion, you don't get this, and that's fine. Right. But this was surprisingly a playoff team last year, for me anyway. There it is. I didn't think that they were going to be a playoff team, and they proved it. And now you just went out and added with an elite superstar – at wide receiver, the one thing that you were hoping all of your draft picks were going to turn into will just shovel off the uh, 2020 draft. And don't even think about that because none of those guys are on the team anymore. Actually, I think there's two. I think there's two guys from that 2020 draft class that are still on this team. But I believe more in the Raiders now than I ever have. Well, since the 80s. I mean, as you should. This is a, a a very talented team. I and like I said, I like the brain trust. the The problem for me is where you're at. You're playing in the most competitive division. I could argue in the history of this league. Certainly, since we went to four team divisions. Okay. I mean, I dare you to name a division that's ever been this talented since we did the realignment when the Texans came in in the early 2000s. There's never been one. There's not a weakness here. Mm -hmm. Every one of these teams could make the playoffs. And I I do not ever remember a division that was that good. I mean, we've talked about them before. I mean, the the NFC West from last year we thought was going to be. Uh, We? Well, you got a chipmunk in your pocket? Because there's no we here. I hated Seattle. I've hated Seattle for this will be going on three years. There's not a Seattle in this division. No, there's not. There's the former Seattle Seahawks quarterback. 
and I just look at it, you know, you were talking about the line. I could make that same – I could throw that same slide at every team in this, in this division. You have a weakness on your line at some point. Yeah, but – And most of them is right be, tackle. I was going to say this might be the only team that's got three weaknesses. And, and say I don't see that. Uh, Dylan Parham's an immediate starter. I like Colton Miller. I've always had – I may like Andre James more than I should. Mm-hmm. It tells me a lot that they're slating Dylan Parham to be a guard instead of a center because that's how I had scouted him coming into this. And I just look at, okay, so you're you're weak at right tackle. You know who else is? Uh, The L.A. Chargers. Mm -hmm. You know who else is? The Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, You know who else is? The Denver Broncos. Every team in this division has that problem. Mm -hmm. I have two elite pass rushers. Yes. Elite. Nobody else in this division has that. Outside of the Chargers. I was getting ready to say that the Chargers are still in this division. Outside right? of the Chargers. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. I get it. I mean, I got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I, I mean, look, as like much as I good. like the Raiders, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're better than the Chargers, and it would be a fool's errand to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's on paper. I watched this team overachieve last year through some of the most unbelievable off-the-field issues I've ever seen. The three biggest off-the-field stories in the league last year were all the same team. Yeah, absolutely. And you still found a way to make the playoffs with a special teams coach. Mm-hmm. I, call me just blindly believing in it. I, I do. The question becomes, can the Raiders make the jump to be the second-best team in this division? I believe so. I know you don't. I doubt it. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying I doubt it. I still believe in Kansas City. To me, Los Angeles, you know, if you go back to our videos from last year in the preseason, I was all over the Los Angeles Chargers to make the jump. And it didn't really work out that way. But rookie head coach making mistakes. I believe in Brandon Staley making the second year adjustments. Maybe he won't be, you know, so riverboat Ronnie and going for well, it on fourth down as much. You don't really ever see guys go, ah, you know what? I was wrong about that. I, you know what? Now we're just going to punt on fourth and one. That doesn't I, I tend mean, to happen. He has, he's already said it. He's already, he's already said I made mistakes last year, went for it too many times and I'll learn. And he's not wrong. He put his team in a bad position a couple of times with some of the decisions that he made. So maybe some of that gets corrected. They'll figure out how to close out games. They've got more veterans now. I I like Los Angeles. I They're my favorite to win this division. They're mine too. But I, I think the odds on the Raiders are borderline ridiculous to me. If you look at the odds to win this division, the Chiefs are plus 150. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Chargers and the Broncos are both plus 250, and the Raiders are all the way down at plus 550. That's just too big of a difference for me. Do I think they're going to win the division? No, but you're catching a lot of value in how high that number is. I wouldn't have a team in this division above, I want to say plus 300, but I'm going to, I'm going to split the baby here and say plus 350. To me, I don't, I, I don't really see much of a path for the Raiders to beat or I guess the Broncos 
to not finish in last. That's just me. I do. I see a path that every team in this division could win this division. That's the reason I'm saying the, the, the odds are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. For you to have three times better odds on any team in this division than any other team in this division is dumb. I feel like people overvalue the Chiefs. They undervalue the Raiders. And the Broncos, it just depends on who you talk to. Everybody seems to be on the Chargers. Mm -hmm. And I learned long ago, when everybody in the public goes right, you should turn that left blinker on and get left as quick as you can. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville moves being made in the NBA. We'll talk about those coming up next just before we get weird. And then we'll get to the Arizona Cardinals, our NFC team today for the training camp previews as we're just 11 shows now away from the start of training camps. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. Fans of the sportsocracy, it's time for the 4th of July summer sales event at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville. Great prices on new and used vehicles, and they're paying top dollar for your trade. Our friends at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville are paying an extra $250 for your used vehicle just to show their love for fans of our show. Mention this ad and tell them the Sportsocracy sent you. Visit them online at andersonnissan.com at their 629 Brevard Road location or give them a call 365-1663. The Sportsocracy. These guys are a f***ing disgrace. And welcome back into the Ingalls studio here on ESPN, Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio at the NBA. Offseason is a churning. We had a big trade made uh, with the Boston Celtics. That's the primo deal of the day in my book. Malcolm Brogdon goes from the Indiana Pacers to the Boston Celtics, and the Boston Celtics had to give up nothing worthwhile to get him. Uh, Daniel Tice and a first-round pick. When they see what Utah just got for Rudy Gobert, I think they're going to realize we might have announced this too early. Daniel Tice, 2021 first-round draft pick Aaron Naismith, and a 2023 first-round pick, along with three other players, goes to the Indiana Pacers for Malcolm Brogdon. Woo. I, I on really, the other hand, I like this for Boston. I was going to say, on the other hand, for the Boston Celtics, this is an, a phenomenal deal because now you've got a ball handler. That, that takes the ball down. out of Mar- yep. Marcus Smart's hands. Exactly. The, the, the problem that I have, just looking from the outside, you now only have one really elite deep shooter. I, look, I like Jalen Brown a lot, but now you got three guys that are not they're not great shooters. Malcolm Brogdon is a good shooter. Mm-hmm. He's very inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But you're you're talented. And adding Danilo Gallinari gives you a, a stretch four off the bench. you you've added talent. That's the name of the game. Yep. So that's the the big move of the day. 
Uh, and say, I don't agree with you. That's the big move of the day. You think the Rudy Gobert deal is bigger? No doubt. To me, it's not even close. How? Uh, it doesn't make Minnesota a contender. Uh, contender to win a title? No. Uh, but it's not really the... I mean, Gobert's a better player. I, I don't yes. think that's even debatable. Yes. It, it also Now that I'm looking at the, the compensation that went to Utah, I, I, I would keep a very close eye on Donovan Mitchell. I would keep a very close eye mm-hmm. on Donovan Mitchell. I'm surprised we haven't already seen the demand for a trade from him. Well, he wanted Rudy gone. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, but he wanted talent with him. Well, he has talent. Mike Conley is talent. They got talent back. But the fact that this was all centered around Malik Beasley and four first-round draft picks. They got four mm-hmm. first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. And one that was just picked a week ago in walker kessler three of those picks are unprotected too just something to know you don't see teams do that very often yeah but but again what are the chances that those are going to be high draft picks with anthony edwards the fact edwards that, the, fact that the last one's in 27 that's a long time from now true that's five full years from now mm-hmm. that could be a deal and i'm just telling you that I have been told for several days now, Pat Riley's going to do something. It's just a question of what it is. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to miss on Kevin Durant. I wouldn't be shocked if his flex is to go aggressively after Donovan Mitchell. Which would definitely be an upgrade over fat Kyle Lowry. Oh, poor Kyle. <laughs> Kyle gets a lot of shade here. Uh, in the, the comments, do Cat and Rudy work together? That's from Kelvin Joyner. They do solely because carl anthony towns is a he's a 611 big that plays like a 64 wing mm-hmm. he does not like going down low and defensively he is a complete liability the problem is that i don't know how much firepower you have outside of him you're counting way too much on d'angelo russell to be the one that facilitates the offense and that I think anybody that's listening to the show knows how I feel about D'Angelo Russell. Mm -hmm. You would be the greatest YMCA basketball player ever because you can get your shot anytime you want. You've never made a single player in your life better. I will agree with you. Rudy Gobert is the biggest name that has moved today. But as far as impact on chances to win a title, Malcolm Brogdon. Well, he just went to a better team. But I, yeah. I will say, you you seem to be dismissing Minnesota here. That's They have a talented starting five. It's the rest of the team that makes me really nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Russell and Anthony Edwards, Towns, you got guys that can score. I'm just not sure that you have somebody that can initiate all of these things. Right. And you're no longer a complete liability at the rack. Mm-hmm. Um. We'll just have to wait and see what the next big moves from the NBA are going to be. We're still on Kevin Durant watch. He's going to Phoenix. It's He's done. going to Phoenix. There's only one way this works out. I, I played with the ESPN trade machine for way longer than I'm proud of. They're going to have to do the Kyrie deal in a uh, in tandem, most likely. This probably becomes some ridiculously large four-team deal mm-hmm. where some – poor sap on the backside gets straddled with russell westbrook and then buys him out san antonio spurs so Kyrie would go to la Kyrie's going to la and kevin uh, would go to phoenix. phoenix and the nets would get some combination of deandre ayton mikhail bridges a slew of draft picks 
Do you know the next pick of Brooklyn's that they actually own? No. It's in 2029. Wow. That's seven years from now. And that team is not good. That's why I said that about Minnesota. I'm sitting here looking at this going, did you really not watch what just happened with Brooklyn? They've completely hemorrhaged the franchise, and then you just ran out to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. But what do I know? On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. There are certain things in this world that just drive Flostradamus crazy. Birds. Birds are one of them. There's one sitting on my car right now waiting on me. I know you're almost done. Squirrels. Rodent. Clowns. Why would any grown human put makeup on their face and go dressed? You're weird, okay? And then there's this report. About a man who has uh, gone viral of sorts on the uh, interwebs as he claims that he has a haunted doll in his house. This man says that, um, well, it's um, it's a little doll named Janet. And Janet... Oh, I already don't like this story. That's Janet, a weird name for a doll. Janet is an antique. Janet is 119 years old. And it's as creepy as you imagine a 119-year-old doll would look. However, Mickey York, the owner of Janet, he is a paranormal investigator. And he says that when he brings Janet out of her box and displays her in his office against his family's wishes, weird things just tend to happen. He says Janet has thrown herself off of a shelf. And it's weird that when people come into the office and maybe Janet's given off a vibe of some kind, multiple people have reported having chest pains in the presence of said doll. Is this a doll that is possessed by the devil? They're all possessed. They're all I don't possessed, like any dolls. every one of them. Yeah, I don't like any dolls, especially if they blink. <laughs> uh, as a paranormal investigator, he is uh, he is currently in the process of trying to communicate with Janet through a spirit box, whatever that is, to find out why she constantly jumps off of the shelf. I would probably want to focus more on why she's trying to give everybody heart attacks, but you do you. Mr. Paranormal Investigator. Just don't own dolls. It's weird. It's weird. Just don't own dolls. A man in Chile has, he had a financial windfall. He worked for a company called CIAL. They are the largest producer of cold cut meats in Chile. Well, a few weeks ago was his payday. Pay goes in. All all things should be hunky-dunky. He usually makes about... 790 uh chilean pesos okay that translates to about 450 dollars. okay well the company when they paid him they paid him 286 times his normal salary that's a hell of a payday they gave him the equivalent of 148 thousand dollars obviously a boo-boo has been made Mm -hmm. so they reached out to the man 
They said, we need to go to the bank, okay, because this is not good. He said, I will meet you at the bank in the morning. Then they have not heard from him again. (laughs) This was on June the 2nd. Oh, wow. He then proceeded to resign his position via his lawyer and has now gone into hiding. He won't tell them where he is. As you would. Okay. I know that my favorite phrase here is don't do crimes. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is crimes. I've said this time after time after time. If somebody gives you something, it is not legally your responsibility to give it back. You boo-booed. That's your problem, not mine. Yours. It's absolutely crimes. It's not crimes. It is crimes. You gave me something. All right. Give you an example. Mm-hmm. I had a delicious Little little peanut butter protein bar earlier. If I had decided I did not want that, and then I gave it to you, mm-hmm. and you ate it, could I be mad at you for eating it when I decided I wanted it back? No, it's gone. You gave me the money. I've been having great nights in big warehouse industrial buildings with no windows. That money's gone, okay? Yeah. I was I making $400 a month. You just gave me hundred fifty grand. What do you think happened? <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't intended to be yours. Uh, who cares what was intended? That's like fair. It's not fair. Uh, you're right. Talk to your accountant. Your accountant made boo-boos. You claim I did crimes, your accountant made boo-boos. An accounting error in your favor. This is not Monopoly. 100% you just get to keep the money. It's not how this works. I- I'm just waiting for the, this guy faked his own death. Oh, absolutely. that's 100% what I would do. Hell yeah. If I ever die under like really suspicious uh, terms, just assume. I probably went Shawshank Redemption and I'm, you know, I'm washing my boat in some island that you've never heard of. I mean, they just gave him five years salary and one paycheck. Oh, Uh, it was drastically more than that. In. He, He did. He did pretty well. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM. And 1,400 NFL training camps coming up. Uh, just 11 shows for us away from the opening of training camps. We've been doing an AFC and an NFC team each and every day, except for yesterday when the world exploded and we had too much breaking news. Yeah, yesterday was chaos, so we didn't really have the opportunity to do these things. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, our next team up here. It's the Arizona Cardinals team that got knocked out of the first round of the playoffs this past season the end of the season did not go well for them they started out what eight no everybody was like oh they're really contenders and then things went south and now this year you've got a malcontent quarterback and you you know i don't like your running game Everybody else seems to. I don't know My good gracious, there is not a hotter fantasy football player on earth than James Conner. You do mock drafts right now, you're not catching him past the third round. And you will not catch him on my roster. Anywhere. Anywhere. Nope. Will not be a team with Er. James Conner on it uh, for me in fantasy football. Because I get that he scored a bajillion touchdowns last year. He didn't mean to. (laughs) Exactly. It's kind of like the banking error. They didn't mean to. They didn't mean to. and make it crimes and you can't keep that forever but the arizona cardinals 
have a tough task on their hands, especially since they're going to be without their star wide receiver for the first six games of the year. They did That's get, the death nail to me. They did go out in the offseason and uh, brought in Marquise Brown. Woo. So, I mean, look, he's got a relationship with Kyler Murray. They were teammates in college. There seems to be a lot of that going on in the NFL these days, and maybe it'll work. Maybe, maybe it'll be great. How's that going to happen? You, you tell me how that's going to happen. What? How this is going to be great. Well, Marquise Brown is a deep threat, and Kyler Murray's got a hell of an arm. Look who they start with. I told you before the schedule came out, this is the number one team I'm looking at because there's six games without DeAndre Hopkins. We'll dictate how this season goes. Mm-hmm. What'd they get? Chiefs at the Raiders, Rams at the Panthers. That's, that's a little nicer. Eagles at the Seahawks. You you're two, two and four at best. Yeah, you got and I would argue you're probably one and five. Because both of those winnable games are on the road, and one of them is West West Coast team traveling east, which I'm never a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I, I just there's not a lot for me to like. You know, I was driving the bus of the 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 Arizona Cardinals bandwagon, and what I saw at the end of the year was enough for me to jump off. This is a quarterback's too easy to stop. I saw Keyshawn Johnson put out his five most terrifying quarterbacks in the nfl and Mm -hmm. kyler murray was five that's the dumbest thing i think i've ever heard somebody say out loud by the way tom brady was nowhere to be found on that list like "Mm, i I think you did this wrong right Uh, because they said would you just pick the five fastest quarterbacks because that i will at least agree with Mm -hmm. well that's what makes them scary to him apparently is is well because they're dynamic right their ability to do more things I, I mean, I can't, I can't recall how many times I said last year, "Why is Kyler Murray not running the ball like he usually does?" And did they do anything to fix that problem? Not really. No. I, I still look at the line with. I mean, you're suspect about the Raiders line. I'm suspect about this one. As you should. Be. Highest rated offensive lineman on this team. Who do you think it was? No clue. Uh, it was DJ Humphreys who would have been the fourth highest rated offensive lineman on that Raiders team that you were just questioning mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. This is not going to go well. This is one team that I have been Seacrest out on for ever since Kyler started. His displeasure became evident. And now you have the barking back and forth between the team and you're doing the social media thing. And then you do the Instagram thing that I absolutely hate where you scrub every reference to the team off your Instagram Mm -hmm. because you're a passive aggressive millennial. And that's how you tell people that you don't like something. Right. That felt good. That felt good. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, they, they have a blocking problem. They have a lot of things problem. And the defense is it's not good not great it's not good it's young it's underachieving you know there was a time we talked about the cardinals look how many great young players they've added that that we liked coming in mm-hmm. how many of them have actually been good isaiah simmons has been a disaster zavin collins didn't do much last year mm-hmm. the one player one of two players on this defense that i know i can count on is jj watt and he lives hurt and Buddha. The Buddha's the other one. Yeah. And even he's he doesn't rate well. He's got a little Trayvon Diggs thing to him of yes, he does the things that you'll talk about on Monday. Right. And he gets burned a lot too. And I like him. I'm not trying to say I don't, but 
there's just a lot of really overrated here. The schedule is evil. They have one of the worst, in my opinion, they have one of the worst schedules in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You never have two easier games back-to-back. That is always a bad sign to me. You just never get the the momentum. All right, so you have that six games that I talked about without DeAndre Hopkins. After that, you go Saints at the Vikings, Seahawks at the Rams, 49ers, Chargers, Patriots at the Broncos, Buccaneers at the Falcons at the 49ers. Where are the wins in that? It's not a lot. I, I mean, there are people. Do you know what the 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 plus minus on them to win this division is? Oh, this God. will be the stupidest thing said on this show since what I said from Keyshawn Johnson. Um, I don't know what it is. If I was putting a... It's plus 125 for the Rams. It's plus 190 for the 49ers. Just okay. to give you a little point of reference. I was going to say it's got to be plus five. You're too high. At least. Too high. By a lot. Really? Plus 325. Yikes. They, Vegas currently sees it. Just a fraction less likely. That the Cardinals are going to win their division with two teams that are exponentially better than them, then the Chargers are going to win the AFC West. You see how stupid that sounds when you say it out loud? Mm-hmm. I am heavily invested on every under for the Arizona Cardinals I can get. I don't trust, as you said with James Conner, I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. Another guy that, that gets dinged up a lot. And then you really look outside of Hollywood Brown, who does one thing. He bees fast real well. He doesn't do anything else well. And you're behind a line that's going to have Kyler Murray running for his life consistently. It's just a clunkily built team. Mm -hmm. If I could get odds on first coach to be fired, I would take anything you would, any number you would give me on Cliff Kingsbury. Hmm. I hadn't thought about him being, uh, I hadn't thought or really thought about hot seat coaches so much i mean we know matt rule matt rule yeah i mean that but they're not gonna fire him there's nobody on that staff that could take over Mm, yeah Uh, are you gonna give it to uh ben mcadoo good he's a former head coach in this league see how many oversized uh fit before you went on a diet plan suits he can break out right i'm good i could see a path this team's zero and six when d hop comes back and if that happens kingsbury is done like dinner Mm -hmm. i think he should be this is just one of those teams that I always talk about. People make – they don't always embrace the I would rather be bad than mediocre. This is a talented team mm-hmm. that's not going to get much better. I'd rather be the Bears. I'd rather look around and just go, man, there's nothing here. This is just death than that. Right. I mean, there are expectations, obviously, according to the Vegas odds. There are expectations for this Arizona Cardinals team. I just, I don't see it. I mean, I'm not completely out on Kyler Murray. Like I said, I I think he's got a hell of an arm, deep arm especially, which I I believe that the Marquise Brown thing is very intriguing. And it's going to be more intriguing when D-Hop comes back. When DeAndre Hopkins returns, I, I mean, this could be fractionally better. Oh, it'll be better with then, DeAndre. I mean, you can't add one of the five best players in the game at their position and it not get better. No, I'm saying this could be fractionally better than their game was last year with Christian Kirk. I don't know. I see those two as very much the same player. 
I actually think Christian Kirk can do more. See, the Hollywood Brown thing to me was like that last-ditch effort of a dying marriage. That was like the cruise you go on to, to rekindle the relationship. Like renewing your vows? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense uh, because you've been at each other's throats for months. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't see it. I, I never saw it. But you bring in his buddy. Oh, you you guys went to college together. You're, you're friends. Oh, great. He's not a very good football player. Mm-hmm. He's about four foot six, and yes, he's very, very fast. Doesn't have the greatest hands you've ever seen. And he does one thing. All right. Maybe this will make the point make a little more sense. Third and seven, before D-Hop comes back. Mm -hmm. Where are you going? Marquise Brown. (laughs) You mean the guy that can't run a route and save his life? All I have to do is press him in the slot, and you are irrelevant. Mm -hmm. I could care less what he does because he can't run a route and save his life. Neither neither can can Rondell Moore. It's Zach Ertz. So I can double him on every third down, and I'm not scared of anybody else you have. There is no reliable weapon here. It is a lot. I feel like this is the great house of cards, and there's a windstorm coming. I don't care how much glue you used. Mm-hmm. This is this is destined to fail. Hmm. Kyler Murray will still have a problem with opposing defenses barking up his tree. Because the offensive line, while, you know, I like Kelvin Beecham probably more than the average fan, but it's still not good. I had the same knock on on them as I did on the Raiders. The offensive line is, is going to be a weakness for them. Problem is, all of their defense is going to be as well. Minus Buda Baker and J.J. Watt. You're in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll take a quick break. Be back to close it out right after this. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. At Ingalls, we know that big dreams don't always make it to the big leagues. But we also know that baseball, it's family. It's about building character. And as sure as there'll be some stumbles on that journey from first to home, We'll be right there cheering you on. This is baseball, and this is who we are. Ingles, we're with you every step of the way. Dirty Turkish Archibald Flack! I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! Let the hate flow through you. As we're in the midst of the great pandelirium that is NBA free agency and trading every superstar you can for as little as you could possibly get back, one deal just slid under the radar. And it's one we've talked about on this show for going on two years now. From Sham Sharania, Zion Williamson got exactly the deal that I told you he was going to. Five years, rookie max uh, worth up to $231 million. And 
Low-key on Twitter, the gnashing of teeth has begun. But he's only played 73 games. He wasn't in blah, blah, blah. None of that matters. Look around this league. Minnesota giving up four first-round picks, three of them unprotected, for a guy that can't shoot. It's hard for small market teams in this league to acquire stars. And anybody that knows this game that has watched Zion Williamson play in this league knows that that kid's a star. In the last season that he played, how many players in the NBA had a higher per than Zion Williamson? It was three. Care to take a guess who they are? LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Much like the GM of the Pelicans said when asked this question earlier this offseason, it's not even a decision. He's a max player, and we're going to pay him that way, as you should have. And now, if the people that don't understand this game could maybe leave it to the people that do and log out of that Twitter account, that'd be great. I'm mad. Yeah, not going to happen. That was a dumb deal. Dumb deal. So what else, what else are you supposed to do? First of all, uh, no guy of this, no player of this magnitude has ever turned that deal down. No. It's never not happened. This is how the league's built. Mm-hmm. Now, there are protections, allegedly, according to injury. We don't and won't know what those are until they manifest themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a small market team. You cannot let this guy walk out the door. I don't think you can trade him. And apparently, the the scrappy little upstart in the playoffs was enough to, all right, we got players here. Mm-hmm. We got players here. I'll come back healthy, do the James Harden thing, come back in better shape. And you have a star. You have a star that's surrounded by quite a nice cast with C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, who's an elite defender. It's a good team. Yeah. People throw dirt on this kid. You you do realize he's yet to play one possession with Giannis Valanciunas Mm -hmm. or C.J. McCollum Mm -hmm. or Herb Jones. Mm -hmm. He's crazy talented. There's no doubt that he's talented. Does he possibly have a little laziness to him? Maybe. But a New Orleans Pelicans team, you can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking at New Orleans going, yeah, that's my free agent destination. But did you need to give him the 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 the, the, the rookie contract? He wouldn't max have taken contract? a dime less, and he shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he was a free agent. You could have traded him without signing him to that deal. And you wouldn't get – look what Rudy Gobert got. Oh, it's unprotected first-round picks. Yeah, that could be a bag of magic beans. And if it's not, it's five years until they pay off. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, if you have a star, acquiesce to the star. Look at the Brooklyn Nets. You didn't acquiesce to the star, you chose the wrong star, and now you're irrelevant. Yep. It is the Sportsocracy, the final moments of the two-hour era of the Sportsocracy when we come back on Tuesday here on ESPN Asheville. We will be a three-hour program as we go to uh, stretch to 6 o'clock now on Tuesday. ESPN Asheville. We will have all of your favorite things still intact. We'll have some new fun things as well. It's going to look a little different. It's going to sound a little different, but we're we're going to have we're going to have a good time. Right. Hope everybody has a great Independence Day weekend. Uh, remember, just for a second. I mean, we know you you're going to fire up the grill and probably go to a pool of some kind and do the fireworks and all of that. Just take for a moment to remember what we're actually celebrating each and every Independence Day weekend here in uh, the greatest country on the planet. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green. We will see you on Tuesday.